welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan, and I'm with my co-host, Sean Bowles. Sean, how are you today, and who do we have on? I'm so good, and we have a friend of mine named King Topher, who's a DJ, and this is his bio. I got to read it how it's written, because it's so cool. The king is dead. Long live the king. King Topher marks the beginning of a new era. After a long, prosperous reign as King Arthur, King Topher is grabbing the crown and leading a revolution. King Topher's debut release on Astroworks Pressure soared the Billboard Dance Top 25, spent months in the U.S. Dance Radio Top 20, and was played on BBC's Dance Anthems and Diplo's Revolution. His infectious clubby follow-up, Loco, immediately jumped in the B-board <laughs> charts, spending three weeks in the top 10, and in 2021, remixes for his hit Friends, I love the song. Both went top 20 at Ace House, widely supported by DJs all over the world. Widely supported by DJs all the world. King Tupper's records were played by some of the top DJs and some of the top artists of our day, which is amazing. He's put out an EP on Lee Foss's South on the Saturn in July 2021 that's being played by John Summit, Chris Lake, and Claude Von Stroke. And now he has a new album coming out, which he's going to talk to us about today. And I know we haven't had a DJ on the show before, or maybe a lot of Christians haven't had DJs on their interview shows. But you're going to love his kingdom story where he loves Jesus. I, I think it's amazing. I'm going to finish. Okay, this is the last part in his bio. You ready for this? Yes. King, King Topher is arming his kingdom with weapons to slay on the dance floor and music to inspire hope and creativity. It's time for a new king. This is going to be <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to talk to him. It's really fun. And he's had so many, he's had hundreds of millions of downloads, Bob. So his music is so out there. As a matter of fact, a few people, every once in a while, I'll run into somebody who's really into house music or DJ music, and I'll ask them if they've heard of him. They're like, yes. I'm like, I mean, he's a buddy of mine, like a friend of mine. They're like, what? And it's like, you know, all of a sudden I have like the status because of Topher, you know, he's just this icon in the DJ world. And so he's a lot of fun, and you're going to love his personality and his humble heart. I can't wait to hear him. King Topher next. My new book is called Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. And this book is going to help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are going to form your faith. So you can get this book. So make sure to go to bowlsministries.com Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Hey, we're back. Topher, welcome. So glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. The king is in the building. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited we're doing this. You were on Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. We got to hear a lot of your story. But I like that you're going to be on Exploring the Marketplace today because there's so many people who are pursuing projects Mm. or they live project to project or they're experiencing more in the entertainment industry. And to hear your story, you've gone through so many ups and downs to get to where you're at today in faith. You've walked with God through the whole process. And you're in one of the most unique spaces, which is you do all these live events and festivals and, mm. and you release your music in ways that not everybody releases their music. And so I'm glad we get to talk to you. And Bob, you're going to really enjoy Topher and hopefully we'll go to one of his raves or his concerts or something. Let's go. <laughs> just a, it's just a rave. Isn't that like at 5 p.m. to 7 p.m.? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Can you imagine? We'll get him in some glow-in-the-dark stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Oh, I love this. 
Well, take us on the journey of how you got involved with DJing and just this whole industry, especially because a lot of people who are watching or listening may look at this as one of those forbidden industries mm. or one that you, like you can't do successfully as a believer because we we think of DJing and we think of these kinds of live events that you would go to as drugs, sex, you know, uh, and then just just tripping basically. Yeah. I mean, that definitely is part of the culture. Um, and the way I look at it is like, I mean, God wants to reach those people no matter where they're at, no matter what decisions they're making. Those yeah. are his kids. And he he wants them to somehow know how much he loves them. And so my heart for everything we do is whether it's the songs we release or the shows that we're playing or whatever it is, it's just, I, I want it just to lead people to an encounter with Jesus somehow. And that's the heart behind everything. And I feel like, you know, the the church uh, and Christians maybe just need to really check their heart about taking on offense because I think that gets in the way of us reaching a lot of people that God really wants to reach. And so nothing scares me. Nothing's too gross. Nothing's too disgusting. Also, because I'm not attached to a church, I can go places and I don't have to worry about backlash from anybody. So it's it's really nice. I don't have to worry about the religious nonsense. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are his kids and he's just hungry to, to meet them wherever they're at. That That is so cool. Topher, um, you have a story about getting back, you know, onto tour and you, and you felt like God told you to do it for free. Would you share with our listeners that I just love the story? Yeah. I mean, COVID absolutely decimated our industry. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the last thing any government was looking for was, Let's throw parties where everyone's you know, close together. And, Super spreaders. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that was the last thing they were worried about bringing back was, you know, live music. And um, and so, you know, I haven't really played shows. I mean, I played a couple of shows under the radar during COVID, but we can talk about that some other time. Um, but yeah, everything everything got shut down. And now things are picking back up. Uh, I mean, America was one of the fastest to come back and, and do do shows and events. But one of the things that's happened is every promoter is scared financially because they didn't make any money or they lost a bunch of money for a couple of years. So all they're doing is playing, playing it safe right now. And so they're booking all these, all the huge artists who they might have to invest a hundred thousand dollars into the show, but they know they're going to make that back plus whatever amount that's safer almost than booking someone for $5,000 who might make money. It might not because they're still up and coming. And so what you have is, all the big guys are playing all the time everywhere and then no one else is really touring. And I've got friends who are agents. I've got friends who are promoters and I'm talking to them and they're like, it's really stale and it's really worrying for the future of our industry because if we're not developing and growing new talent, you know, that's not healthy. And so I, I just was praying a couple of weeks ago. I was like, Lord, there's gotta be some sort of kingdom solution to this where we can break off this fear attitude or you come up with a solution that just kind of goes around it and we do something totally different. And I have an album coming out in on September 9th. And it was like, let's do a tour and you're going to do it for free where you pay for the hotel, you pay for the flight. We wow. take the promoter to dinner. Yep. And they take all the money from ticket sales. And I was like, I mean, this is really backwards. Normally yes. it's totally other, it's the other way around. They pay yeah, right. for everything and a fee on top of it. And it was like, we're going to serve the industry. We're going to go and be generous. And what it's going to do is it's going to financially bless these people. And then every time they think about you and your record label and the other artists on the label, they're going to have a great relationship because they're going to immediately think, oh, they were awesome people. They really cared about us. Also, we made money. Wow. And so it's going to earn favor in the long run with these promoters. 
And so I was like, okay, you know, how are we going to bankroll this whole thing? Cause this is going to get expensive. Right. And, um, you know, we're launching this NFT project and we're trying to raise all this money. And part of it, I had kind of allotted with like live shows and, and showcases. So I was like, oh, we'll, we'll do it with that. Um, but then I had a conversation with a friend, um, a really successful businessman. And he, I was telling him this idea and he goes, I love that, but you're not going to pay for any of it. I was like, well, where's the money going to come from then? Like, we're going to get sponsorships. Wow. So then it's going to be a win, win, win. They're going to get a tax write off for the companies. You're going to get the whole tour paid for and your fees still. And the promoter is going to make all the money. And I was like, that sounds like That's a really solution cool. from heaven, you know, that the industry is not thinking of right now. Yeah. Which is exactly what we need is some ideas that are kind of the new, the next level or the next breed of idea. And I think for, for me personally, like I, I look back at your history and I think of just how you were Europe based for a long time and you're doing a lot of the European festivals and you, you would take people on this musical journey where you, instead of taking them through to like kind of a dark place or a sexual mm -hmm. place, a lot of DJs do, you would take them through kind of an identity journey. And mm -hmm. you had a lot of Christian themes that would go into music and, and at the time, you had a different name that was, uh, you had a trademark dispute, which I hope we go over that too, um, over. But you took people, I mean, people are going to this to have an experience. And so yeah. you said, why not God? And that yeah. was so impacted me and struck me. Talk about just kind of the, those early years of discovering how to bring God into this industry. And then talk about when you hit your first major wall, whether it was the record label, whether it was the trademarking, what was your first big wall? The bring, I'll get the, do the first part or the, the God part first, where, I mean, I, I grew up going to church and everything. So I always felt like my faith was a part of the music. Uh, and I always just felt called to go to places that the church wouldn't go. And it, and it was never like risky for me. Like I don't deal with porn. Mm -hmm. I don't deal with lust. I don't deal with drugs. Like those aren't issues for me. So I feel safe going into these places where other people may not be okay for them to do it. And so I've always been drawn to these places where the church will never go. Like, ah, I, I want to go there and, and meet people. And so the, one of the biggest things I've noticed in my career is I grew up in a church and they love Jesus and they love the Bible, but the Holy Spirit was never really a part of it. Mm. And it wasn't until I got older where I really encountered the Holy Spirit. Then that shifted so much as far as the approach to what the shows look like, the way that I'm writing music and the whole just overall wow. vision, because you're starting to get God's heart for the here and the now and the sounds and the themes of what he wants to release over the earth right now, rather than mm -hmm. like, I'm doing this for God. Now it feels like it's with God and yeah. like a, you know, we're co-laboring on this adventure together. Not like I'm going to go into the clubs for God. It's like, okay, it's not bad, but what if we went together rather than just like, I'm on a mission to, yeah. So that, that's been a big, a big shift for me. Um, and some of the first major hurdles would be, I mean, the music industry is full of, uh, you get told no so many times. Wow. <laughs> um, I mean, so many times. And, and it's nothing personal, but it's just the nature of the industry because you're trying creative things. Everything's so subjective. Everything's so, um, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone, you know, what's hot, what's not. And and I think the first, I mean, the, the court case has been probably the biggest hurdle I've ever had to overcome, which... Uh, my, my artist's name was King Arthur, toured as that for, I think, five or six years. And there was this guy who lied on the trademark application and, and got it and then used it to then sue me because I was basically living out his dream. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> you, you, 
I don't know if anyone's ever been through a court case, but you start getting, you know, you get served papers and you just kind of go, Oh, this is, I've, I've never felt emotions like this before. Yeah. You know? And then you start having these moments of like, Oh my gosh, have I done something horribly wrong? Like, Am I gonna, you know, am I gonna lose a million dollars? Is everything gonna go away? Like what? And your mind just starts racing because I, I've never ventured in that world before, and you know, and it was almost a two-year-long journey. Yeah. Uh, you know, dealing with that. I mean, just take litigation is just the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, you know, you open up your email and there's another email from the lawyer, and your heart kind of jumps. You're like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? You know, and and it just having this overlying thing you know that's just always there is just exhausting um but it came to a point in the case where my lawyer just said to me you have all the proof to win this if you want to but it's going to cost another hundred thousand dollars to go from here to the finish line and is it worth keeping your name for a hundred thousand dollars uh and i just sat there and prayed about it and really felt the lord being like i'll bless whatever you do yeah, uh, but I just sat there and practiced like I don't have a hundred. I don't have another hundred thousand dollars to spend on this. Yeah. And we're in the middle of COVID. Everything stopped. The whole industry's dead. Um, I was like, well, if there's ever a time to make an adjustment, now is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so within a couple of days, we're like, we're just going to change it from King Arthur, which Arthur's my middle name, that's where it comes from, uh, to King Topher, which is my first name. And so it was really easy. I and mean, we talked to Spotify and talked to Apple. They were really great switched everything over immediately. And in a lot of ways, it, it was almost like a, a bit of like a, a fresh restart with a lot of history, which is this weird place to be of hundreds of millions of streams and relationship that's already there, but just yeah. a slightly different name. And so uh, it's worked out pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was probably the biggest thing and just the stress it puts on your marriage and just life. Yeah. And I think the, I mean, if I had an infinite amount, infinite amount of amount of money, like I wouldn't have cared. Because I'm like, I know we're gonna win. Like we'll just, or we'll just drain this guy's cash and call it a day. But that wasn't the case, and so it really was this journey with the Lord of like, I know I'm right, but I don't think I'm supposed to fight this. It's wow. so it's so amazing, uh, Topher. I've been through numerous lawsuits, and every single one, the Lord takes it and multiplies it. Mm. What I thought the Lord was, what I thought was going to be uh, destroying me, the Lord yeah. used to, the Lord used to take me to an, another level. It's, it's the craziest thing because you get to this point where you have to make a decision, a hundred thousand dollars or a name, and exactly what you said, the Lord blessed you. And I think sometimes litigation we get so tied up, and it's it's so frightening. And There's so much intimidation. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. And you, you came through it and, and now here you are. I just love that story. Yeah. Well, we should have Bob, we should have everyone we talk to from this point on tell us how many times have you been sued and what God, what did God do? <laughs> Cause I've encouraged so many people. I mean, there's no so one much, talks about and it. it's a reality. This generation, 30% of millennials are suing somebody right oh. now in America. I've never heard of anything like this in my mm. life. And this came out of, I think it was life or time magazine was talking about the suing generation. So we live in a generation that wants justice, and but they have their own sense of justice. It's not always connected to reality. So you just went through this, but I love that that you you let God use it in yeah. your life. I love that you have this story on the other end, just like Bob said. And I know that, like on top of this, like just a few years ago, you were also with one of the biggest labels in the world, if not the biggest for for music. And that's a huge thing, like going as a DJ to be brought into kind of that arena because your music is so good. Like I mean, I've listened to music; it's so good. 
So, but you guys ended up having a parting of ways and it really redefined your whole career in a good way. Can you talk about that some? Yeah. I mean, I was signed to Republic Records, you know, Drake, Taylor Swift, Post Malone. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't get any sexier than that as far as name yeah. dropping in the music industry. And it's, it was so funny because it was in, in, in basically an 18 month period. I, I had this dream list of when I was younger. I want to get signed to a major record label. I want to play the main stage at Tomorrowland, which is the biggest dance music festival in the world. And I want to be managed by, there's a, a massive manager. She manages Swedish, she used to manage Swedish House Mafia and DJ Snake and is just an absolute powerhouse. And I was like, I want to be managed All by her. Favorites. And <laughs> within, within 18 months, all of those happened. Every wow. single one of them happened. Uh, the Tomorrowland show, there was a massive storm. And so they almost didn't let me play, but like it, it was the most bittersweet show ever played because like there's this massive storm. So like no one's in the crowd basically when there's normally 60,000 people at this stage. And then, you know, this manager, it only, it only lasted for a couple of weeks because a bunch of her staff quit. And so then she had to let people go. So naturally if you're the, the latest one that gets signed, you're probably the first one to go and then get signed to Republic, release four songs. And then, nothing none of the records really connected in a massive way uh and and we ended that and after all three happened Lord was like man so i told her how was that dream list right wow and i was like okay yeah <laughs> yeah and and i think i think what he was saying was i and and this is something that i've also learned as i've you know gotten older is yeah i have the mm -hmm. i have the ability to to make things happen uh, and connect and, with people and, and just hustle and grind. And I have the natural ability to do that and do it very well. But just because I can do that doesn't mean the Lord's actually on all the things that I'm going after. And so it's been a good learning experience of what is actually, what does God actually want me to do and we're partner with and like do together rather than this looks good. That makes the most logical sense career wise. Uh, it's just this maturing you know, of, of learning yeah. the difference between those things. Well, I love that God gave you kind of your, your dream in a way. And then was like, see, let, let's do it my way though. Let's, let's yep. do my dream, which is Ephesians 3.20 beyond what you could have done or hope for or imagine in your wildest dreams is what Ephesians 3.20 says. You know that, but I'm saying for our audience. And I just love that that spurred you on into starting your own label, as opposed to just being an artist, you're now kind of the Papa bear over a bunch of artists. So like talk about that some. Yeah, and in the beginning of 2019, God was like, you need to start a record label. I said, okay, I've always dreamt of this. Maybe now's the time, let's do it. And to just, you know, started dreaming and writing down stuff and just kind of putting out this vision over the next couple of months. And then basically at the end of the year, uh, Don Diablo, who's a massive DJ, came to me and said, I think it's time you start your own record label as a sub-label of mine. Uh, so you can kind of launch off my platform and everything. And so... First record came out in February of 2020, you know, so a great time to start a dance music record label right when the whole world's about to shut down. <laughs> and, but in the midst of it, we, we have over 20 million streams on Spotify and Apple, uh, which is pretty good considering there was no live element to anything that we're doing. Um, and, and there, yeah, there's a handful of artists. It's kind of like the main group, group of guys that are just incredibly talented and getting supported by all the biggest people in the industry and in radio stations around the world and all that stuff. Uh, and now it's kind of phase two where we've gone out on our own uh, and we're 
we just launched this NFT project to basically get a thousand Ethereum uh, to then basically bankroll, like turning this thing into a massive record label. Uh, because as I've, I've been with all these other record labels, you see how they work and you see what they do well and they don't do well. And the one thing I have learned is just, you have to have finances to make stuff happen in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's the favor of the Lord and he can just make stuff happen like that, but there's marketing, there's all this stuff that is a very real part of it. And uh, so we're, we're believing for some big things and, and partnering with the Lord about, you know, trying to make a label that's going to really, really make an impact on the world. I love what you said earlier about the fact that uh, you were, tr- you had this idea that no one, no one else had. And I've found in my life, I've learned that when I have some crazy idea, it's usually the Lord. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. And it, and it did with that tour. And then everything else you're talking about, God's saying, okay, great. Your dreams are great. Now, now let's go. Yeah. And it's just like God. And the thing that I find so interesting about you, Topher, is you, you're, you're very thoughtful. You listen mm. and you're willing to learn. How, where did these traits come from for you, do you think? I don't know. I think I wish I had some magical answer. I, I, I think everything that in my life boils down to this, and this is so not sexy, but I think it's super powerful. And I was thinking about this last night. I think the things that have happened for me are because I show up every day and I just say yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I show Bob up again and I say yes. <laughs> And, and I show you just up described Bob's last book he just is launching right now. Which oh, is great. I mean, that, that, that's that's literally I mean, because I'm definitely not the most talented musically. I definitely like I don't have this amazing business sense. I mean, I'm not stupid, but I don't. I'm not like some savant. And but I, I just I just say, Lord, like there's a whole industry of people here, and there's a whole people group on the earth that love this music that I want to see you encounter. And so whatever that looks like, I'm here and let's do it and and that's really simple and it's not sexy but then when you do it you're like man you get to do some really really fun stuff and it gets pretty wild you're just beautifully humble and that's what it is and it's so cool to hear this in you yeah i I agree the the music industry will humble you anyone who wants to venture into it just you'll get humbled pretty quickly well i know but it's interesting because a lot of people appear though as if they're not humble because they think Mm. that they give them strength they appear with their own strength if i got here i did this i you know and I love it. Your story is I got where I wanted to be and it wasn't actually where I want to be. Yeah. Be where God is. So good. And that's just huge because so many people who are going after, especially creative industries, there's a process to it that we can't be self-led and get mm-hmm. our God result we're hoping for. And you're a perfect example of that. You're a shining example of that. But can we listen to one of the, a little bit of one of the, the tracks? Yeah. There's a song called Lose Control that I think is one of the most fun records I've ever made. You know, awesome. um, and Bob, I think even your hips might even start shaking. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what goes into, okay, so this is called Lose Control. Tell us what goes into writing a song and creating a song like this. Yeah, well, for this album is a bit bit of a different process because the Lord made it very, very clear to me that this album specifically has to be filled with hope and joy and fun. And I was like, okay, but that's not necessarily the most popular kind of house music right now. It's kind of cool and underground and a bit dark and techy. And he was like, yeah, but that's the sound of people coming out of a time where they were stuck inside consuming news and media and Twitter all day. That's what that sounds like. And if my people aren't going to create and release hope in the earth, then the world will never experience it. So you can either be a part of doing that or you can do what's cool, 
or we can go on this adventure together and you can trust me that this is going to connect, even though it may not be the most in sound right now. And so the whole heart behind every single song is like, how is this going to bring hope and joy or fun to people's lives? And this song specifically uh, was an idea that I had produced um, back in December. And there were a couple guys in town, we were doing a writing camp and I played it for my Monday morning. Like, ah, I'm not feeling it. Played it again Monday afternoon. Ah, I'm not feeling it. Tuesday morning. Ah, I'm not feeling it. We get back from lunch on Tuesday. I play it. Within 15 minutes, we finish the record. Like wow. all the vocals, wow. everything that was recorded, all done in 15 minutes. And it was just like this magical, like bam. And I was like, this record has that magic. Wow. I love the anointing when God comes and brings yeah. something that's that special. Tell us the album name, how to get a hold of it, when it's coming out, and then lead us into yeah. the song. Yeah, uh, the album is called Ready or Not Kingdom Come. That's going to be out September 9th. And uh, you'll be able to get it everywhere on Spotify, Apple Music, everything like that. Um, and yeah, uh, you should also check out the NFT project we're launching www.btknft.xyz which you'll get to find a lot more about the label and everything but yeah this is lose control so i hope you guys enjoy it here it is you're listening to here first with Sean and Bob. Bob, what did you think? Like, kind of give me some input here. Okay. I had no idea what he was talking about most of the time and the songs <laughs> that he was talking about, but I loved him. I loved yes. how humble he was. I talked to lots and lots of business people and I've just, he's got this learner mentality. I was so excited to hear from him. I, I want to follow his tour, but I don't even know how. Well, you'll figure it out by going to his website. I think yeah. there's just some, something really special about him. And there's something special about this genre where so many young people are captured by going to these events and these festivals, and these times, and to have a stealth missile in there for God, somebody who's like wow. risking their whole life. I mean, his livelihood is saying, I'm going to be a musician in this place to lead people in these experiences. This is phenomenal. It's just someone who lives in Hollywood. I've been to so many events where they hire a DJ and it's just part of the culture of mm -hmm. most events in the entertainment industry. And to have somebody like him come in and actually lead in that space, yeah. this is phenomenal. We need more people who have the guts to do this. I, I, he talked about hope and joy in his music. I loved how he talked about he didn't deal with any a lot of things that other people deal with, and he do, isn't afraid to go into dirty places. Yeah. And I just think, how kingdom is that? Like bringing the light into a place where 
you know, maybe nobody's seen light like that before. Yeah, a lot of people will say that in their first three years, but I mean, he's decades in now where he's done this, I think for 16, 17 years. So I mean, there's safety in his story because it's a longevity story and his wife trusts him. His incredible wife, we're going to get into her story at all, but an incredible wife. And so I'm just so glad we had him on today. And I hope people who are watching, some of you who are watching or listening right now, that maybe there's an area or genre that God's calling you into. And it's been kind of scary because it's Christian illegal in your sphere. Maybe God's going to call you like a Daniel in Babylon or an Mm. Esther in Persia and call you to something that you would have never got into without him bringing you there. Be open to his heart. Be open with wisdom. Be open with wisdom and the connection to the believers you fellowship with. But really trust God if he's leading you someplace that not a lot of Christians have gone yet because he's going to cause some things to rise up and shine where his light has come and his glory is on us, even though there's thick darkness all around us. And we have to be brave. We have to be bold. Oh, so good. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Exploring the Marketplace. You can find us at Bulls Ministries. We're on CBN. We're on YouTube. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.